0: Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to the Version 4 Podcast. Um, I'm Verz, and this episode features Delicious Tacos. Um, Delicious Tacos is a writer, um, blogger, uh, self-published author, the creator of what seems to be like incel core kind of literature. Um, he's absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, and this episode uh, will is guaranteed to make you laugh. It's um, a little more explicit than our other episodes, but that's fine um be sure to like share subscribe um tell all your friends so that you can get more episodes like and conversations like this um so enjoy the conversation all right I'm recording. Great, I'd, hate to, I'd hate to
1: say something uh you know if it gets me in trouble
0: yeah no, yeah you don't want to you want to you want to say anything that can get you in trouble before we're recording but uh yeah so i started now um Hi, uh, so hi everyone. This is Verse, but um, I'm with Delicious Tacos, uh, author. Uh, needs no introduction. Uh, say hi to the audience, I suppose. Uh,
1: I do need an introduction because no one has fucking heard of me. Oh, I think I'm, uh, I'm like the I'm I'm the biggest underground author in the world, and nobody uh-huh. has fucking heard of me. Nobody. Anyway, yeah, guess- Delicious Tacos. So I have, I have I'm here to plug my new book, Savage Spirit of the Unicorn. It's on Amazon. Go fucking absolutely buy it! Absolutely hilarious. Buy it, or I'll come to your house and I will personally beat the shit out of you.
0: That's perfect, considering That's it is hilarious, absolutely hilarious, and you. you won't regret buying it. Thank you. You're welcome. No, uh, I've like I've been following you like you know here and there for you know as long as I've been in this part of Twitter, but uh, this one is very very funny, and it feels like it has like a nice thread through it, which is cool.
1: Yeah, it's hard to do with these collections. So this is my second collection it's you know collection of short stories and blog posts but Mm -hmm. i made an effort to give it some kind of through line and the ways you do that first of all you just put them in chronological order and there will be ideally as a human being you'll experience some character growth that will give it a natural through line but i also put a lot of new stuff in there there's shit in there that's not on the internet and it's meant to have kind of it begins in a very cynical and kind of gross way and then it's Mm -hmm. meant to end in the somewhat more spiritual way uh mm-hmm. so we'll see i mean people are picking up on that which is good
0: yeah i'm getting to that i'm almost finished with it i'm like two-thirds of some change in the way through so i'm starting yeah. to feel a, a lightening of tone but i haven't yeah, we'll got to the, to the climax yet so we'll see
1: yeah. right it's meant to have some kind of resolution where i move on but then the problem is you continue living and mm-hmm. shit continues to suck and exactly so you experience as much regression as you do growth like i'm just horny again this fucking quarantine (laughs) is insane
0: i'm just this quarantine has ruined all all any enlightenment i've had has been ruined by quarantine
1: i i experienced growth over quarantine (laughs) because i'm working from home my work slowed down which is wonderful like the less i work the happier i am It Mm -hmm. was sunny every day. I'm sitting outside in the yard with a cat. I've got a patch of garden in the back. I'm watering my squash and giving it fucking miracle growth. It's very peaceful. I'm watching hummingbirds fly around and pollinate the flowers. And I was serene for a little while. And now I'm just back to being like pissed off and cranky. I'm reading the news on Twitter all the time. Just agitated.
0: That's the trap. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading like the news, and all of a sudden I want to like fuck my roommate. I mean, not my roommate, my upstairs neighbor. And before you know, when I really shouldn't. That's that's all. Who is, your, in New
1: York. who is your upstairs neighbor? Tell me about this
0: woman. Some oh, uh random girl, man, who's it is. Okay. petite petite girl who's like otherwise not that attractive, but kind of cute. And what has nice nationality?
1: Teeth. That's the best pussy, by the way. Don't be a snob. <laughs> man. So-called beautiful women, which is complete horseshit. Like fuck. What makes you horny? That is, is true. Just, yeah. Fuck who fuck who makes you truly horny, which is generally the lower range of what you consider attractive. The that best is true, thing actually. Is the women that you sort of barely think like you're like ah kinda It's never like it's never like look at that statuesque beauty. It's always like ah, she's a little tubby. She,
0: she's a little weird. There's some idiosyncrasies yeah. that I'm really into today.
1: What uh, nationality is she?
0: Uh, she looks Irish, honestly, but she's, like, Ooh, petite, okay. like, Irish yeah. mixed with Italian. So it's New York, so everyone's kind of an Irish-Italian right. yeah. right. mix, uh, and then she's, like, petite. It seems to be slightly post-Goth, given her attire, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but That's, she's, like, five like feet has
1: New York, Italian, goth.
0: Mm-hmm just with the accent with like her no fight. accent fortunately. <laughs> accent <laughs> I can't do it no fortunately there's no uh yeah definitely a Lou Reed accent but unfortunately no like New York accent so it's really just like petite girl with a heavy eyeliner and what I'm part
1: like, of New York are you in I'm in Brooklyn okay what part of Brooklyn
0: I'm in Bushwick uh okay. but like yeah so it's it's not really like it's just like pseudo hipster chick right
1: New York's yeah. not the
0: same anymore no, not at all. I I, I, I grew to be up a here. Fucking
1: rough neighborhood, man. Bushwick yeah. used to be scary.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely was. I grew up in New York, and uh, is Disney- I like to call it Disneyland. Now, it's just really not like it's not a real place.
1: Yeah, and it's incredibly expensive. But it still seems like people, like everyone that's really successful, comes out of New York. At least in this sort of new media podcasting world, people that are really stacking cash and people that are writing mm-hmm. big books, still all live in New York because it's where the hustlers and strivers go and lazy yeah. people like me
0: go to the West to relax. I, but I feel like I'm, I am i want to leave here because technically speaking, the only thing I'm getting from this area is the energy and that's, the rest of it's like, I feel like I'm like wasting my time. Where would you go? Uh, out West, but like, I don't know, probably not like California or like, I don't know, like uh, the desert, if it's calling. Do you do Do I do math? No. Yeah, that is the to, downside. Have you been to the desert before? <laughs> no, that's why I want to go. So l- l- imagine this.
1: Uh, just a man who hasn't slept in 45 days, um, lives on a trailer on 2.5 acres, okay. uh, spends his time, this is your neighbor, spends his time uh, with uh, you know a welding setup and an angle grinder on an enormous... Semi abstract metal statue that he's been working on for three years, mm-hmm. and occasionally uh, sticks his head over the fence, wanting to talk to you for approximately seven hours about astrology.
0: But that it sounds, almost cool. it sounds almost every, cool. That
1: sounds almost cool. Everyone in the desert—it's—it's it's largely white people. They all look about thirty-five years older than they are because they get They, the sun. Get, a, they get like Rhodesian sun. They do tons of meth and then they never sleep. So they all look like they're 68 years old. They're very there's friendly. There's no, like there's no nasty meth people. I don't know where the, everybody that I know that's tweaked out is super like just engaging and friendly. They really want to talk to you about bizarre shit that they're building, like trench networks that they're digging, security <laughs> cameras that they're setting up, reptiles that they're adopting, ferrets oh the reptile people there's always a a project of
0: sunny place
1: yeah so it's fascinating but i think it would wear on you a little bit after a while
0: that's true i i there's really no escaping the uh you know what america is you you get kind of graded on no matter where you move unfortunately
1: yeah but the landscapes in the west are much more dramatic it's and also
0: arizona has like the la dropout girls which is really the appeal
1: Arizona has hoes man you got to move near Arizona state which is the biggest That was my that was college. kind of the plan. <laughs> yeah, oh absolutely. Arizona has pussy. Incredible. Yeah, that was my plan honestly. And surprisingly biodiverse in terms of uh a lot of mountains, a lot of juniper. Mm-hmm. Islands. It's not just wily e. coyote backdrops with the saguaro cactus and the red cliffs. There's a lot of different environments out there. But it's very
0: uh it's it's very right wing, mm-hmm. but there's pussies. but you got to have guns and you got to have uh, no permit guns. So that was a pussy yeah. and guns was kind of like the uh, appeal there. Out, yeah, shoot out your back door
1: at an old washing machine. I mean, look, I was get out a
0: dirt school. bike, get a dirt bike or something that you know.
1: Last weekend I went to Mojave, California to put 400 uh-huh. rounds into an abandoned toilet. So nice. I understand the appeal of the lifestyle. <laughs>
0: and i don't know if i can do it for a long time cuz i actually hate hot weather but you know the the other perks sound pretty fun yeah.
1: yeah the the heat isn't so bad you get used to it and it's nice and it's not swampy like new york has gross humid heat they yeah, really I'm, it, I'm it's a dry heat is really true i mean people live in iraq where it gets to be 120 degrees but it's 0% humidity mhm and it's kind of like that it's like an iraq climate it's not that bad there's interesting wildlife, beautiful birds, you know, get, be near a water source. Watch out for scorpions.
0: Watch out for scorpions, get on the boat. Yeah, it could be worse.
1: Yeah. Look, it's better than Bushwick.
0: Yeah. Anything, at this point, anything's better than Bushwick. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm definitely over it. So you, you live on the West Coast. You got like some, you got the, the uh, LA Energy. The California yeah, I
1: live eyes. in LA, and I, I came here, uh, you know, I moved here with a girl, and I worked in TV and film development for nine years, so I was really mm-hmm. Hollywood thing, and I originally wanted to be a screenwriter. I mean, I originally wanted to be a novelist when I was a kid, and then I moved here thinking I wanted to be a screenwriter, and just working in Hollywood beat that out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I stayed here because it's a nice place to live, even though it's egregiously expensive, and there's a lot of things wrong with it. I mean, it's weird. I wouldn't, the concept of having a child and sending him to school here scares the shit out of me but it's beautiful outside there's incredible hummingbirds uh, a lot of beautiful park space beautiful beaches beautiful women
0: yeah california nice is a trap in that way yeah and it's just um, the well, nicest place yeah. in the us
1: but if i go somewhere else it would be another country like it would be tropical paradise with illiterate 18-year-old legal age teenage prostitutes <laughs> legal age of course of course
0: you're not um, crystalia so you want to make sure
1: yeah i love that you know up. i want to defend crystalia except his comedy is terrible his
0: and terry sure so he, bad he's sure funny he, but his comedy's bad i'm
1: sure he did some really gross shit i don't think it's wrong to try to fuck an 18 year old instagram or
0: especially i don't think that's bad either
1: the big deal they're making out of it is like, oh my God, he was 30. Like I'm 44. I dated an 18 year old last year. It was wonderful. We both had a great mm-hmm. experience and we're friendly. It doesn't, it's okay to fuck a teenager. It's not wrong. And guys are horny. However, yep. the problem with the, the grooming like that is he's a serial guy and he goes, around. He's a touring comedian. So he goes around the country and I'm sure at least one time he did some genuinely gross shit. So if you go on the record as defending him, Mm-hmm. Then it surfaces that, you know, he sent a video of himself jacking off to some 13 year old <laughs> and then you look like you endorse that. I think well, it's but, all right to, you know, these girls, my instinct, though, would be that these 17 year old girls he's going after like are on Instagram looking
0: like whores to get the attention of males. And stalkers. also they probably also lie to him a bit like yeah. the uh, there are definitely clips, though, I've seen in the like, last day or two of uh, Theo Vaughn, who's been dropping hints on his podcast for like a while, uh, that like Christelia fucks underage girls, which I think is hilarious that like the that much of a savage. But right. for the most part, I think it's just like 17 year old girls pretending they're 18 and then yeah. now he's like, now he's fucked. Because if I was famous and rich, I would also try to fuck, you know, high yeah, but
1: I would do high what he did I would do what he did, I would approach with no game. And then mm-hmm. he really just sounds them out. He's like, he asked them, how old are you? And then they're 17. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he texts them exactly a year later. <laughs> yeah, which is a <laughs> calendar reminder for their 18th birthday. And it's just very out front about it. He's like, want to come to my hotel? He's not,
0: he's, he's not, not even trying. Yeah.
1: Because he's very much internalized the idea of himself as a celebrity. Now, that's. I don't, Very
0: on brand I don't know, too for him. I
1: don't know who he's a celebrity too because I don't think his shows are what seventeen-year-old girls watch.
0: No, it is. That's a, his his entire appeal is like young, is like college-age girls. That's like really? all of his shows. Yeah, She's that's the only people find who find him really? funny. Yeah, because he's not really funny. He's funny it's, if you, if you think about his like comedy. It's like the goofy dude you go on a date with. He's not right. like it's, he's, just, he's not like conceptually funny.
1: He's not funny. His face looks like a satanic goat. He's the (laughs) the child of TV directors. So I have no respect for his success. Um, However, I, you know, if he's just fucking, if he's just trying to fuck 18 year old Arizona state students, then he did nothing wrong and should not.
0: Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I agree. And I think they're going to, it's going to blow over and he's going to go back to fucking teenagers again. Uh, you know, and that's kind of the way know. of life.
1: You never know, though. He's very establishment. Like he's he's reliant on being on TV. It's that's not, true. He's not. He's not somebody that exists outside the mainstream. I mean, he was on Whitney. That was his. I think that was his biggest thing, right? He was yeah, on, Whitney. Yeah.
0: Whitney and play and CBS. Yeah, and playing pedophiles on you is his other role.
1: Yeah, Netflix shows don't count though because nobody watches those shows, so they're not really part of the culture. Like you, hear, you hear a lot about Netflix because Twitter has some kind of shady advertorial deal with Netflix where every mm. shitty show on Netflix has to get pumped. Like it's not being advertised, but people are just naturally talking about it. Mm-hmm. How many people watch You?
0: Yeah, it's true. It it only so really it exists in Lifetime
1: show. You was on Lifetime and then got picked up by Netflix. That's
0: what? gross. That is gross. Yeah, yeah. That is what happened. Sure. I think also his podcast has some traction, like, but like it's, it's only traction to like the New York City comedian wannabes and to like the yeah, Rogan yeah. circuit,
1: right? Yeah. However, I mean, think about how much bigger that circuit is than what we think of as big podcasts, which is like probably Town, Chapo Trap House, and mm-hmm. Red Scare. Those, that's our concept of what a big podcast is. I think anybody that's actually famous outside of podcasting for being on TV probably um, mm-hmm. has, you know, is at least that scene as bigger. Like Joe Rogan gets, you know, Super Bowl sized audiences to have weird professors on talking about Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a level of fame there that, and that that whole scene I think was just trying to replicate. 2013 Obi and Anthony with Patrice and Louis C.K. and Jim.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's
1: the That's the Grateful Dead that gave birth to Joe Rogan's Fish and all these you know Artie Lang podcasts and all this other shit.
0: Those, those were it's a it's an era that I wish can kind of come back, but uh, none of those shows would fly. Field. None no of those shows audio, are
1: fly. No audio humor has ever been as good as. An episode of Obi and Anthony with Patrice and Louis mm-hmm. C.K. as the guest talking about I, race.
0: Oh yeah, or any of Patrice's like dating advice uh, episodes, yeah. which are Patrice
1: O'Neill was hilarious. The Socrates, a total genius. Also, uh, an Alex Jones devotee. Yes, he was. Theorist who that's this is the time. Obviously, this is, you know, I'm not the first person to say this. This is the time we need him the most because he was an advocate of redneck militias. Mm-hmm. And paranoid black people uniting he <laughs> against the common enemy. This is, which is true. This is like yeah.
0: 2008. Yeah, and he's on uh, fucking uh, he was prison like, planet. <laughs>
1: really agreed with you know, not necessarily with McVeigh, but you know, he was O'Neill was a was a, quasi- a visionary <laughs> thinker. And he really was could have, could have, could and should have lived to be a unifying figure.
0: I mean it's hilarious how much of his like everyone his, his, his uh, audio recordings play constantly on YouTube Like, he's yeah. being re- re-shared and he was definitely ahead of his time which is, he's, he's my favorite he was my favorite back in 2008 and he's still like one of my favorites yeah.
1: my favorite. Although that says something too about that Opie and Anthony show as an institution which also, you know, a lot of the shit they did, anytime they did a production bit it was stupid, there was a lot of stupid shit about it but they mm-hmm. created an archive because Patrice O'Neill on ONA A is much better patrice's stand-up specials were good but his Mm -hmm. again it's like the grateful dead you know the grateful dead had some good records but their records weren't what was special it was that like live it was their live shows and and same Mm -hmm. with patrice like it was him riffing on opian anthony with a rate with a racist it's him against Mm -hmm. racist anthony having a conversation and that interplay was um, was better than his than his specials
0: and very true.
1: And there's like thirteen hundred hours of archives out there of it. Thank God.
0: Yeah, that that I, I don't know what I would have done without like during this woke era without having like to be able to like go back to Opie and Anthony archives and like remind myself that it used to be people used to be sane. Yeah, and able to like just make jokes and like go on with their right. life.
1: They were saying the N word on Sirius satellite radio. A white guy saying the N word. Now, can you imagine? You can't. It's, oh yeah, it would uh,
0: never happen. You know, it'd be over.
1: Shit's just not funny anymore. I mean, it makes me every time I see a comedian getting canceled. I'm secretly happy because I hate anybody that's more famous than me and funnier than me. <laughs> but <laughs> it is a shame. Like, we are kind of losing something, and it's there's just no way to do, to do that kind of comedy and be natural anymore. It's always going to mm-hmm. be a like, hey, we're, we're a reaction to, you know, hey, fuck this woke PC culture. It's always going to mm-hmm. have this kind of grifty conservative slant to it. And let's not forget in you know, all the anti-liberal message that we put out there that conservatives are also incredibly stupid, horseshit, yeah. garbage. Yeah. Garbage, I don't even want to call it a philosophy. And uh, they deserve to lose, which they always have and always will.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the left is also incredibly retarded and makes me sick.
0: Yeah, the it is uh, unfortunately this uh, little oasis of you know tw- whatever Twitter corner this is uh, happens to be the only place where I feel like people are even remotely not crazy. Or just despite this, it's the only yeah, despite like out there. yeah, they're 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 posing as schizos, but they're like the only like normal people.
1: This is yeah, that's an odd insight to say that people that are obsessed with a secret civilization in the hollow core of the earth are not,
0: I do not know that I'd go
1: that far.
0: I mean, when you meet them, I've met a few of these people and they're always just like the most normal people I've ever met in my life. And you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's how you get it out.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how do you define the scene too? There's so much weird infighting and yeah, there's always like, BAP and can't, bot, can't bot fighting or not fighting and proxy fighting and all this other weird shit. I mean, it's not really a scene that can hold together. Um,
0: yeah, there's no unifying like core, but there guess, is like. That's,
1: that's good news. As somebody that came out of, by association, what was called the Manosphere in 2012, mm-hmm. I can tell you that it's much better to not be associated with a coherent scene that has a name and a label
0: yeah speaking of you've kind of been uh somehow uh pegged as like this like uh incel lit all right dude sure. uh, which which i think is a uh, very interesting i mean obviously it's just because they, no one who's woke reads anything but right. it, it well, is
1: it's, like it's my hatred of uh, jews and that's fair <laughs> but uh, i'm just kidding my hate yeah, my violent views toward women. My terrorist my terrorist plans to set off explosives in, in Americans uh, shopping malls. You know exactly.
0: That's that just, sort of just casual is, though. That's casual. So.
1: Yeah. No. I uh, I advocate peace and love towards all people. I'm not really a misogynist. I don't. You know. I just complain about women. However, I don't give a shit what other people. I think there's a couple things going on. First of all, I don't give a shit what my readers political beliefs are. So a lot of themselves mm. read and enjoy me and good. I'm glad like anybody that wants to read my books and likes them is a genius in my opinion. And then also I joke about that stuff and I feel it. I feel the frustration that everybody feels right now, especially people trying to get, pr- I don't know how it is in New York. I, you know, New York has always been an oasis of using pussy, but for the rest of us,
0: it's, it's an oasis of pussy. If you have like, if you're just okay with just, arbitrary you know the thing you said before like girls you like almost <laughs> find attractive and... if you're
1: okay with fucking slobs well I'm more than <laughs> yeah. okay <with> fucking slobs <laughs> then you'll have so a great time good to me. you'll have uh, a great time but um, I do you know I feel a lot of rage and frustration towards women and I express it and so that's where that comes from and and I think every man feels it mhm- and I think any man man that says he doesn't feel it and also doesn't empathize with, like anybody that's jumping on Chris D'Elia's back right now, any man is being dishonest because you know you want to fuck 17-year-old Instagram pussy. You know you want that very- That's powerful. why they have four
0: million followers. Or Yeah,
1: you want that a lot more than you want anything else in this world. So, however stupid he is as an artist, you can't, no man can trash him for that. And whatever, you know, if he broke the law, like if he drove 66 miles an hour for the fucking 17 year old in six months, like, look, Mm -hmm. I get it. I wouldn't do that personally because I think any, you know, probably any 19 year old that would date me is doing so because their parents really fucked up. So
0: I don't, I don't
1: want to amplify anybody else's trauma and I don't want to, make somebody a worse or more unhappy person. However, I'm horny for these IG whores too. So I get it. It's not mm-hmm. like I get, you know, there's reasons that I don't do it. Although I just confessed to dating a 19 year old last year. It's Look,
0: crazy. I dated a 19 year old like three months ago. I can't, yeah. I can't blame you.
1: And how was uh, it? Why did it? Why did it end? Did you boot her? Uh, like once the odometer rolled over and that two hit, hit, run, yeah. <laughs> it just fucking kicked her out the door. Huh?
0: Yeah, basically not in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it really, just quarantine ruined everything. But uh, I think also it's easy for people to be like, oh, Chris D'elia, when like you know they can like vie for woke points and they don't have the option of fucking Instagram or like, yeah, it's not like those girls are in their DMs like, hey, you're famous. They
1: right. don't have
0: that. They don't even have the option to begin with.
1: Again, uh, in Chris D'elia's defense, if one of those girls DMs you, your assumption is it's to fuck me, especially if you're a celebrity. Nobody uh, wants to talk to him about the mechanics comedy because he doesn't know anything about that. Like, how do I make good comedy? Are you going to fucking ask Chris D'Elia? Really?
0: No, Uh, I make gestures. Yeah. That's kind of they want to give
1: up. They want to, they're texting him to give up the pussy and then they got mad at him for some other reason. Again, Mm -hmm. now I'm doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do, which was put myself on the record defending him. And then the next thing comes out that he's stealing panties from the junior high school locker room or something or parked outside in his van that's outside the field hockey field.
0: I'll say enough. that yeah I mean I'll say this it, it uh, so far what's come out is very like uh hard to like deny the very you know, temptation yeah.
1: but if he turns out to be
0: envy envy yeah right if yeah. if he if he turns out to be you know worse and then I'll go okay Pizzagate, of yeah. that makes sense just for East bad, Hollywood yeah. family We're good. right exactly uh But, uh, you know, you, your book and your writing in general, and also like what you just kind of mentioned, like the, the, on the commonly felt frustration, I think is what makes you so uh, relatable. Cause like we all specifically like the dating app stuff, like my writing kind of started with like analyzing dating app algorithms and your writing is, comes from the actual like, you know, experience of the, you know, dating. Uh, now that I don't have that too, but it is, it is nice to see someone else who also sees like the. The common thread of like every girl's profile is, a, uh, you know, I like to travel, the dogs, and the, you know, when you go on the date, there's like, you have to have like certain routine, like all, all these like nuances of dating that we've all felt and it gets very old very quickly. And,
1: right, the, it can be summed up as the women are largely lazy, boring, garbage.
0: Yeah, pretty much. However, they don't have
1: to try. What I've had to struggle with is they're doing much better in. If, if what they say is true, they're doing much better in the world in their lives than me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I used to think about religious people before I got into Alcoholics Anonymous, which means I now mm. believe in God. Um, I used to think like, oh, you know, I'd look at some Christian camp and I'd be like, look at these fucking stupid people and they're all, dan- you know, they're dancing and singing like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'd be like, oh, these mm-hmm. fucking morons. And one day, it just realized like, I can't, I can barely get out of bed because I'm so miserable. Mm-hmm. And these people are joyous and free. And maybe these, these hinge women are the same way when they're like, live, laugh, love. Oh my God, my dog comes first. And I'm like, oh, you cunt, your fucking dog. Will <laughs> be okay. Good that you love your dog. It's fine. But it's 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 my own selfishness that makes me think that way. Like they have a thing mm-hmm. that they love more than they can ever love me, which is their stupid advertising career and their dog. Now, the advertising I really do have a problem with because it's satanic and mm-hmm. you know should be destroyed. However, those people are doing better in society than I am. And that kind of upper middle class woman is who society is for. That's who civilization is made for like wealthy, comfortable women is why society exists to protect them. Like we're just meat and bodyguards and sacrifices and clowns for them. Yep. All society is built around rich women.
0: It always has been and always will be.
1: Yes. So
0: it's just that there are a lot more uh, open about it and, these days.
1: Yeah. Uh, and you know, over a certain age you're gonna get that. Under a certain age it's all gonna be social justice. Like these fucking Mexican community college broads love to talk use the word colonialism.
0: Colonialism and totally Latinx. Fucking,
1: Profile, right. They're fucking... I hate, I hate that sentence. shit so much. Yeah. I
0: hate that... As a Latino, I hate... Like, it's so fucking cringe when people say Latino. It doesn't make any goddamn sense, but... Right. That's for another day.
1: Right, it really doesn't. It really... Uh, there's a lot of heritage there to genders in Spanish that come from, you know, a beautiful tradition of Latin, which mm-hmm. connects you to incredible Good. poetry, philosophy... You know, people, the only, yeah,
0: it's only American second generation fucking pseudo middle class types that fucking, that think that the Latinx is even a thing. So
1: However, I can't even trash them because it's fun. They're having fun. Those people Dude. are having fun and they're like, they're like the hippies and where the crew cut, it's 1966 <laughs> and where the crew cut people are like, my boy is going over to Vietnam. We're going to win that war. I can't wait, you know. <laughs> and That's we're wrong, point. and we'll lose. We're it's not true. Gonna,
0: we'll lose. And they look I, I can't say I didn't grift in the left when I was like, you know, 19. It do, it does get you laid for like, you know, until you realize you are you're sick of yourself and you're like this is fucking inauthentic.
1: There's something to it. Now the problem is that there is a top-down shadowy institutional control of these movements that is just a giant mega grift. Mm-hmm. So it's cynically using people's valid passions and beliefs for some weird CIA or commercial purpose or whatever, mm-hmm. or even if it's just being co-opted for, you know, like, you know, Wendy's beliefs, Black Lives Matter. Or other yeah, place, right. You know, some other company that's really the number one killer of black people.
0: Tabasco sauce. Corn fucking-
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> I, so that's that's what makes me sick. But I think, in that sense, the kids are all right. I think the real, you know, the kids that are that really are not brainwashed by institutions that are just out there fucking shit up, whether I agree with them or not. I don't think they're gonna get. I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> By I don't think those those young girls the Mexican community college girls that are saying Latinx and colonialism on their hinge profile are then going to look at the ad that's like Visa supports Black Lives Matter and Pride. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work on them either. I think uh, that, again that is all for the purpose of upper middle class white women.
0: That's true. That is true. I I mean ultimately speaking they are they're doing the they for succumbing to the brainwashing they're going to have a far more well adjusted life. And, yeah. and instead, I get to be angry on the internet. Yeah. So, you know,
1: We're, it's I'm not, a, I'm not an incel. I have sex. However, yeah,
0: exactly. That's it.
1: Culturally, <laughs> in terms of social standing, I'm a fucking, I'm Elliot Roger. People hate me and uh, I'll mm-hmm. never, no publishing house would ever touch me with a 10-foot pole. I would get blacklisted from even every stupid little independent press. And uh, I, I can never have any institutional support. There will never be any parallel institutions. I'm never going to ascend past <laughs> being a bizarre self-published crank. I think the most famous I could aspire to be would be David Icky level famous.
0: And I don't even know who that is. So. Right.
1: So he's, he's the guy that invented the concept of reptilians.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, cool. So, that's a great, you know, that's, that's fairly cool. You got to be in the, that's uh. That's
1: Walker on his side. What can he say?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely the unfortunate part. The only thing that saves me is that I get laid, and otherwise, I am an incel and have been cool. from day one. I'm a spiritual insel, mm-hmm. which is good. That's, that's yeah. That is what is appealing to your to your to your uh, writing. A lot there are many of us
1: spiritual insels. Five minutes after I get pussy, I'm an incel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you kick them out and watch anime. Lose my balls, I'm an incel again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, goodbye, nineteen year old. Let me put the anime on and get yeah. mad on the internet. That's what I do. Yeah. But uh that's cool. Yeah, so but the only unfortunate thing, I guess, is like also oh sorry. The other thing I see in your writing a lot is too is like the uh acknowledgement of like the girls with the sugar daddies and the and the exploiting of the dating world, which I think is I've had to come in face to face with heavily in New York city. And I'm sure it's also heavy in LA and yeah, Miami. Now
1: maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm in my forties now, so I'm hiring those sugar dad, sugar babies. I'm no, the only oh, guy smart, that's smart. giving them money for pussy or not. Oh, for busy, even. I give them money.
0: I pay the girls the hug. To, go back to go on a oh, date with me and me. go to the Broadway.
1: Yeah, no, I don't take them on dates. I, I don't, I'm not, not let's <laughs> like, not go crazy here. I, I pay the girls a hundred bucks to come rub my back. And then usually they get horny and fuck me just because my back is
0: all muscular. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Sun and seal. Yeah. But, uh, Oh yeah. So you also mentioned uh, sobriety. So I was sober for a long time. These days, not so much, but, uh, I was for, like five years. Um, Are you a I was, smoking
1: weed only sober person now?
0: No, I hate, I hate smoking weed. Um, I, I'm more of like a, I take Adderall because f- of the shrink and you know, every once in a while I I'll drink, that's kind of where I'm at.
1: But you had five years sober in AA?
0: Uh, not in AA, but, like, just I didn't drink for five years. okay. So
1: yeah. I didn't I mean, drink like or you, do anything. If you ever really want to get sober and, like, really spiritually sober, mm-hmm. AA completely
0: works. It's- I know it, it definitely does work. Um, I just, at the time, because I was, like, I started not drinking when I was, like, 22 or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. So I just didn't like the – everyone was so much older than me, I just felt uncomfortable. So yeah. I just hung out with my, like, sober friends. And
1: Also, the, the guys who tell you you're going to get pussy in AA are complete frauds. It's the you most, definitely it's, don't. There's a guy named Troy Francis who's kind of a pickup guy who mm-hmm. also also writes about sobriety. And he's he actually described AA as the most cock-blocking environment on Earth. It, like you oh got a better God. shot at joining the Taliban and getting pussy in a madrasa than, uh, than uh, just because the, like yeah. all the other guys are cock blocking you. Every woman, every older woman is cock blocking you. Mm-hmm. Every attractive woman in there has less than a year of sobriety. You're not supposed to fuck her ethically. Mm-hmm. It's impossible.
0: I I can see that. I actually became like a, a, that my horniness increased dramatically, and I became kind of like I started oh, like. Yeah being cringe on dating apps because of my sobriety, which is, yeah. I was able to level out a little bit by not, but overall yeah, I don't. My horniness
1: has increased a lot and it was already pretty <laughs> high. It was quite, my horniness was quite a quite a bit above average previously and then I stopped drinking and doing cocaine. And uh, it, but this, the first time I fucked sober was such a, was almost much better. psychedelic by how in touch I was with my senses.
0: I now can't have sex without being sober. Now, like, once you like go start doing that, you're like, oh, this is you're supposed to be sober. That's the whole yeah. point.
1: You're it's supposed weird. to be into all five senses. You know? Yeah, be.
0: and being able to remember it later is part of the fun. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, you uh, got to put stuff in your spank bank for your, your old age. Exactly. Right? I mean, what yeah. I would say to young men is like fuck as much as possible now. Do not have standards. <laughs> fuck as much as possible now because you're going to need to remember that when you start getting, like I'm on the cusp of being elderly now. And uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm so grateful for every piece of pussy I've ever got that I can summon it up and jerk off with it.
0: That is, yeah, I mean, the fact that you can you have enough uh, of a reservoir of yes. previous pussy that, that, you know, not everyone can say the same. Which, you know, they say that incels actually don't get laid, but I don't know if I've encountered true incels in incel world. There's
1: a lot uh, that, like, comment uh, to comment my blog and respond to me on Twitter. You can tell that there's a certain clenched, raging energy that is zero pussy energy, and I feel for these guys, but they turn it into, they do. I mean, I don't believe in this incel menace shit, but, like, mm-hmm. it's sense that if a guy doesn't get touched for two years something's going to crack. That's and true. You can tell that there's certain guys that have a real violent, you can, that have school shooting energy. I don't think they're actually necessarily going to harm anybody, but it's definite school shooting energy.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Some
1: of them sublimated into uh hardcore Catholic views. I, you know, uh, some, yeah. some of them turn it into uh Nitpicking women and saying that they only want to have sex with high quality women, which is complete horseshit. Complete mm-hmm. horseshit. Like standards are cope for people that cannot get pussy. <laughs> That's a quote. Generally, a religion quote. is as well. I mean, the, the, these guys that are that are sort of have the zeal of the convert to mm-hmm. rigid right wing
0: Catholicism is cope because they can't get pussy. I would also agree with that. And while I definitely like the, uh, you know, I appreciate the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? having like a, a, a spiritual core, but yeah, it, when you, the people who are like doctrinally Catholic.
1: and want to tell you about it and they really want to convert you. Yeah. This is like my relationship with God is I want to pray to God for knowledge of his will for me and power to carry that out. And then I want to listen when he tells me. And usually, and sometimes you don't, you know, you're not in touch with God. You don't hear from God. But when you're about to be an asshole, that's a time when you should hear from God. When I'm about Mm -hmm. to do something that's really dickish, I have a moment of like pause and I'm like, you know, does God want me to be, does God want me to post this tweet? I don't think so. And generally when (laughs) I've made the mistake, it's because I'm not listening to God, which makes Mm -hmm. me think when people are really being pricks, did God tell you to do that? Did God tell you to post that tweet, right? Mm-hmm. Did God tell you that's what to say, you dick? is your So you got a very different God than me because my God is trying to tell me and sometimes not getting through, not to be a cock. Don't be a cock, tacos. Mm-hmm. You've been a cock in the past. You spent most of your life being a cock. Now try mm-hmm. not being a cock and see how much better it feels, how much better you're able to be of service to other human beings.
0: But again, generally the, does feel better.
1: younger guys who don't get pussy have clenched energy. I think a lot of I, I'm, I'm going to say right wing and there's right wing and there's right wing, right? Like Brad mm-hmm. pervert is an example of good exuberant right wing. Right yeah. wing as a feeling rather than as a rigid doctrine. Whereas mm-hmm. people that have Reaganite economic beliefs are the sort of autistic libertarians. There's a sort of like clenched Extremely male, zero pussy, right wing energy, and that's what mm-hmm. I say when I mean right wing most of the time. And and it's it's a it's an old phenomenon, and it's a, it's like I was just talking about the buzz cut guy in the '60s looking at the hippies dancing around the girls with their armpit hair and smelly armpits and dancing to fucking weird music that sounds like noise. And be like,
0: and I will say, smelly armpit g- hairy girls are were great pussy in college. I'll say that
1: as long as they're not taking birth control. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah no never of course yeah that and is a menace to society the hormonal birth control traps. is the hormonal birth control is actually evil yeah and it's not, so is, it's it's actually horrible and i wish I, I need to get someone on who who knows a ton about it because that i where's, fucking hate
1: where's it where's menakinon for where are you but yeah it makes your cunt stink that that bc whereas your natural musk when you're ovulating is like uh, you know, it's like the smell of Thanksgiving dinner; it just beckons you.
0: <laughs> yes, that is very true. Uh, the uh, no, I, I sometimes I wonder though, I or rather not wonder, I hope that this you know spiritual right is doesn't turn into the later turn into like the Reagan right. Um, I think, you think
1: as, I think the more you think about politics, the more angry you get because you're raging against something that you can't change. There's mm-hmm. too much money in it. It's really all about both sides are just a fucking chamber of commerce, just trying to you know sell ads or increase commodities prices. Like who cares? You have to spirit. That's why BAP is a great because BAP is so you can bitch about the problems of society, but solutions must be directed to the individual. Mm-hmm. This is the thing in AA too, the Reinhold Niebuhr Serenity Prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Accept the things I cannot change. The courage mm-hmm. to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, amen, Mm -hmm. right? So what can you not change? Fucking society. What can you change? Your own path, your own abilities, and you can help your Mm bros. So the solution has to be directed. And ironically, the solution for the individual in money terms is gonna be extremely right wing, right? Fucking Mm, save your money, invest it, run a good business, have multiple income streams, uh, if you want to learn how to how to make money without starting with a lot of money, a good guy to follow on Twitter is 30 days to X, who goes by X days. I'll always mm-hmm. give him a shout out because he helped me early on when I was making my first ebook. Um but he's you know, like if you want to get your money together, like be be right wing in that respect.
0: Yeah. The rest of the Republican that's where the Republicanism gets its like um, I guess like its uh energy is that. It does give you, if you're not, you know, born into wealth, that is those ideas, uh, those conservative uh, economic ideas are what's going to make you like have a good life for the yeah, most
1: part. Personal responsibility, savings, young man, make sure you max out that retirement account if you can, you know, six, mm-hmm. set aside a little bit every paycheck. Like, I only started doing this shit when I was 40, but I've now been doing it for you know, about five years and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: working out pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, it, you, it, you very quickly or quickly in like, you know, a couple of years start to see like, oh yeah, duh, this is what I should have been doing.
1: Yes. And yeah. don't worry about all the shit about compound growth and you're too late and all this other bullshit. And don't worry about fucking breaking it big with cryptocurrency or whatever. You know, look, I have <laughs> cryptocurrency. I believe in it. But just make a habit, save a little money. And good things happen over time. This is true of writing too. If you want to write, mm-hmm. just write every day for a year. That's all you got to do. It's all you got to do. Don't show it to anybody. People ask me all the time how do I write books? How do I market my books? Blah, blah, blah. Just fucking make a habit of it. There's no such thing as a big break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's nobody discovering you at the Schwab's counter and making you a store. Yep. It's just. I don't even wanna call it a grind because it's like writing a diary, it's a therapeutic exercise. It's fun and enjoyable to do as long as you focus on the action and not the results. Don't think about being famous. Don't think about getting page views. Don't think about showing up those fucking SJWs. Don't think about becoming, you know, don't think about the grift. Just think about the work Mm -hmm. and anybody can can do it, yeah.
0: Uh, Do you, do you think, so like I obviously write as well, but do you think that like Twitter writing is similar to like long form writing? Like I do both, but. No, it's,
1: it's, it's Twitter is destructive. The more I'm on Twitter, the less good writing I'm doing. Uh, Looking at Twitter and posting tweets is destructive to long form writing. It's a balance. However, the good thing about Twitter is you can do it while you're on the job. If you know, sometimes if I'm on a work project and it's monotonous, there's a moment when I need to create and think about something else, and Twitter mm-hmm. is excellent for that. Uh, Twitter is also incredible for promoting your work true, and for connecting with other people and finding new and interesting ideas. However, whenever I try to – when I really write well, it's got to be without having done Twitter that day because Twitter will make your thoughts too disjointed and too agitated. Yeah. longer from the writing you have to have a flow and you have to have a kind of a bigger structure to it and you have to be more f- sort of free associating along a theme rather than just free associating as shit is thrown at you like Twitter's mm-hmm. like walking into traffic mentally like you're just dodging cars and like there's mm-hmm. hate there's fucking tits there's comedy there's fucking videos of guys getting their head cut off there's people bitching about fucking PlayStation games having trans people and all this other horseshit
0: the only thing I like, what I like about Twitter though, I would say, now granted, you've been writing longer than me, so I've, I've you have uh, a little more experience or a lot more experience. But the, I like that I find that my r- thoughts are more interesting when I like iterate them on Twitter. Like, you know, I can do, I, I do long form writing as well. And I like, you know, r- but I've always done like nonfiction writing. So yeah. me trying to like venture into other, avenues. I've always felt like my, you know, things I were writing were like kind of derivative or whatever, but like, you know, having the iteration of like a Twitter account starts to make you feel like you're writing something more of a unique that has a more unique perspective.
1: If I spend a day on Twitter, I consider it a day wasted that I've not spent. Really. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's Twitter has its uses. It's a great place for jokes. It's a great place for visual humor. It's a great place to like riff on other people's shit but mm-hmm. it's not the same as writing for me. It's its own thing, but you do have to, but it is, it's a place for, you know, I've done so much blogging that the jokes are kind of repetitive now. So Twitter's a good place for those thoughts to live. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think someone should have, I think a man who wants to express himself should have three things, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have like Facebook, Instagram, I don't use that shit. I have Twitter blogs and books. Those are my three things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have what podcast website, Twitter, that's three things, right? Yep. I think so. And I have like a
0: book, but I don't like it.
1: Each of those places, what's the name of your book?
0: Uh, It's Bitcoin for Blockheads. It's like a, it's like a primer for cryptocurrencies and stuff. Go
1: buy it now. Each of those places is a place for certain kinds of thoughts to go. And, uh, I don't know. I'm shocked that I have a following on Twitter because I think my tweets are stupid. I think, you know, there's people that are much funnier than me. There's people that are much more insightful than me. But whatever, mm. look, I'll take it. It certainly helps me chill books. And I like it. It's like Twitter is a, is a thing that I enjoy. It's not a work product. It's a thing that I use for leisure and to enjoy. So I have no agenda with it. I don't care. I uh,
0: will say, though, you might be single-handedly responsible for Bloomberg having any traction, though.
1: Yeah. The Bloomberg campaign was the funniest thing in the world because it's his, his incredible hubris thinking that he could, you know, he, he doesn't, the joke behind Bloomberg is he just doesn't understand how uncharismatic he is. Mm-hmm. And he could only be the mayor of New York because he sounds like Saul Rosenberg from the Jerky Boys. Mm-hmm. Did you remember? You don't remember Jerky Boys tips, do you? This is a yeah, jerky, no I thought you
0: said sorry no no I do not I thought you said So uh,
1: there's in the 90s there was this this uh, these CDs that would circulate with these guys called the Jerky Boys that would make prank calls and One of the characters was kind of an anti, you know, the guy doing it was Jewish, so it was okay, but there was an anti-Semitic caricature named Saul Rosenberg who would call, and he had that voice like, I'm going to bring all my shoes and my eyeglasses, and I'm going to, I think we have a lawsuit here, I'm going to sue you. And so that's the Jared Kushner voice, that's the Bloomberg voice. And they, both of them don't understand that somebody in Indiana hearing that just, you know, you sound like such a buffoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bloomberg just thinking at all that he was ever going to speak on a live debate stage to normal Americans and have them think that he was anything but a clown was the funniest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, he's just he's surrounded by sycophants and he figured, hey, I could just buy this. Let me just get in the race to the last second.
1: Yeah, he owns a newspaper. He's you know like a rich guy. Like a rich guy doesn't understand there are some things that money cannot buy.
0: But unfortunately, I enjoyed, I, I, I did I posted, like more than the other two.
1: <laughs> I posted tits for Bloomberg. Yeah, I posted. Uh, I, there was an Instagram account called "I Love Asian Girls 9, which uh, posts fat Asian women, <laughs> and Asian women with big tits, and so I would comb through that account and try to find just big Asian ass. Big, you know, Asian with an ass is very hard to find.
0: I I trust me, I know.
1: Yeah, a lot of them <laughs> have jugs, but Asian with a fucking fat ass is. Uh, is a diamond.
0: And they are only Korean or Thai. It's
1: just, uh, yeah, not even that, man. I mean, it was I was just in Thailand, and there's not a lot of Thais with any ass either.
0: Only Americanized, so I guess only Americanized Asians is Maybe. the only I is the only possibility.
1: Think, I don't think they're packing a lot of heat in that department. Like, there's many other fine qualities that they have, but that's true. You like gotta you gotta
0: know your your genre. Right? Yeah. you don't go you don't go to country music for blast beats. So. That's right. So similarly, you don't go to Asian girls because you want a fat butt.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked far and wide for that. In t- I mean, like I was like, you know, an old, an ancient Portuguese explorer, like in the jungle, like looking for the Southeast Asian ass, looking for the <laughs> fountain of youth, and I just couldn't find it.
0: I guess yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't have much luck with the Asian girls, but you know, from now now and again, things work out.
1: They're grossly overvalued now. I think every dorky white guy wants to date one, and every rich guy wants to date one. So they're they've got fucking enormous heads now.
0: Yeah, according to the date twi- uh, so dating uh, app data, they are like f- significantly over uh, yeah. over and look, like the it's best. Cause
1: it's because they're fucking hot. Like white women can be can be fucked up looking in weird ways. Like Asian women can be as well, but there's like just there's just sort of more. Their faces can tend to be a little bit more average.
0: Yeah, there's a. They're the um white because white girls are like the standard, I guess, in the U.S. They kind of have. They used to be, yeah. Uh, now they're kind of like you know they go they kind of run the gamut, whereas Asian girls keep a aesthetic a niche, for the most yeah. part. But uh yeah, so um I don't want to like keep you longer than. I planned. Um, do you other than your book, uh any anything else do you want to like get to get out to the audience?
1: Well, my website, delicioustacos.com, where you can read a lot of the shit that's in my books for free. My Twitter is mm-hmm. Delicious underscore tacos. My new book is Savage Spear of the Unicorn, it's on Amazon. Uh my novel, finally some good news, is still doing well. I have another cool right, channel nice. the pussy. Uh if you are interested in just dipping a toe. In a sort of best of uh, cheap version, there's a 99 cent ebook called Hot Naked Kittens. It used to be called Hot Naked Tits, but I had to change the title because of Amazon. And it's <laughs> 99 cents, so go buy it. And if you like it, you can buy my other books. And then, uh, yeah, buy my books so that I can have money. Basically, that's what I do. Yeah, so, right
0: awesome, awesome. Um, and I highly vouch for all of them. They're hilarious. Thank um, you. Uh, they appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's weird that you say la lune." I thought it was vers la lune. I was
0: like, it oh. is, but I'm not actually French, so I, I yeah, just anglicized right. it on purpose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Dude, awesome. thank you. I really appreciate it.